set sail. Looks for Ezra Mann. What a try by the Broncos. Welcome back to the Brisbane Broncos podcast. Sam Thiday here. Also joining me, producer Shad. Hello, Sam. Welcome back, mate. You left me high and dry last week. You were off working, which is it's all good because a man's got to make some money somehow. Yes, that is true. Um, I was also just, yeah, I was nervous. I was nervous and rightfully so in the end. Yes, very much so. Um, That is done and dusted for the year. I'm not talking about the podcast. We'll continue all the way through. uh, Will we? Will we? Have no you, idea. Have you received confirmation? <laughs> no. Well, anyway, <laughs> as long as we have these microphones, we'll keep yeah. on talking, no, and exactly. hopefully, you keep on listening out there. Uh, Producer Shad, what a year! Yeah, an interesting one. I mean, it didn't end. Uh, definitely didn't end the way we would have liked it. Uh, there was an opportunity to at least make it, you know, a little bit interesting, a bit tight towards the end. If we were able to get up over the Dragons and hope for a loss from the Raiders or a loss by the Ra- a win by Raiders that was within 44 points or whatever, whatever the math was. Yeah. Didn't matter in the end because the Raiders absolutely destroyed the Tigers and we didn't get up over the Dragons. Well, I think it was the first time that Broncos fans are out there cheering on the West Tigers. Um, yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before. Well, it didn't matter. It didn't end up mattering in no, the end. No, it didn't matter in the end mm. uh, because we, we'd lost the game anyway. But... Um, on the flip side, I think there was also Storm fans out there that were cheering on the West Tigers because I don't think they really wanted to be playing against the Canberra Raiders. Well, I don't think anyone wanted the Raiders in there, to be fair. No, uh. no. <laughs> There's only one uh, good Raiders team, and that was the Raiders teams of the 90s. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Um, I used to love uh, watching uh, Mullins and Nandruku oh, yeah. and, and Nagus. They were the original <laughs> back three that I fell in love with. There you they, go. They made me fall in love with Rugby League. Well, uh, look, it is a tough one, of course. Uh, no guest this week uh, because the boys, uh, well, there's something that happens on Mondays after the season finishes. Yeah, so, what's that? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Do you remember those at all? Probably not. No, well, <laughs> you, that's the whole idea is not to yeah. remember. It's, Does there any, anything it's to forget. Anything yeah. happen at Mad Monday that still sticks to mind? Ah, uh, Mad Monday. Um, I can remember. There was always a bonfire. Um, I don't okay. know why. Um, usually started by a, a senior player of authority. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Okay. You can you can play the guessing game sure. with that. Um, <laughs> he, I don't know. He was just a firebug. He liked to light fires. <laughs> right. So there was always a fire. Um, and, and some type of uh, there's always some type of manly ritual when it comes to the, okay. uh, when when the fire gets started. People end up in their in their underwear. Yeah, um, praying to the moon. Yeah, howling. I can I can remember one Mad Monday actually. Uh, Daniel Vito. Mm. Uh, who's over in the WWE now. He's yeah, a wrestler. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job over there now. Um, probably the industry that I that I thought he should have always gone into because he's a bit of an actress out there on the field. I can see you getting into the WWE, I reckon, as Thanks, well. Thanks, mate. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, what was that guy that used to rub his butt in people's face? Rafiki? Oh, R- Rikishi. Rikishi. That would be your move, actually. That would, yeah. Yeah. The original rump shaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Daniel Vito won Mad Monday. Uh he was just walking around in his budgie smugglers. It was, we must have gone deep into the finals because it was a bit warmer. So right. it happens, you know, you always, you don't want to get knocked out early because you're still wearing a cardigan to Mad Monday. <laughs> but the deeper you go, the less clothes you can wear. And he had his budgie smugglers on walking around. And again, as per usual, there was the, uh, the fire. 
Right. And uh, his clothes ended up in the fire. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a good thing because his wallet was in his clothes <laughs> and his phone and, yep. Wow, so yeah. a costly mad Monday. A costly later. mad Monday. Uh, look, let's uh, let's get into this now, okay? Um, the season for the men's side is done. Yes, uh, it as is. As we've briefly covered, but we thought we would just have a look at it. Sam, you being... An ex-Bronco and a big fan of the club. I thought maybe we could ask you a couple of questions about the season that has gone. Yeah. Uh, first off, what went wrong? Uh, it all kind of went downhill f- probably six weeks ago, that West mm-hmm. Tigers game. Um, we we came off a pretty good win, actually, uh, the week before against the Eels. Yeah. We beat them down in, in, in Sydney uh, in the rain, and I thought there were some great signs there and then at that point in time. And we just came with a different attitude against West Tigers. Probably thought the game was going to be a lot easier than it was, and we got ourselves handed to ourselves mm. on, a, on a platter in that game. And it was a downhill spiral from there. Whether that was a huge... Um, crack at our confidence at that point in time whether that was just the straw that broke the camel's back and we were just uh, it looked like we were we were tired we were out enthused um, and we'd kind of got ourselves to the point where teams are going to want to always play well against the Broncos it's always been a thing since the Broncos inception in 88 teams always want to beat the Broncos Mm -hmm. because that was our uh, one of our psyches coming into the New South Wales Rugby League back in those days because we wanted to beat the New South Wales teams, essentially. Um, and, and I think this year, we and where a lot of fans and conversations I've had with fans, they've, they've said to me, the Broncos were a different team this year. They set their own standard, mm. and now we were holding them to that standard. Yeah. So the last six weeks of the competition... It was almost as if we were on that roller coaster again of the highs and lows, and we thought we we come to the end of the ride of the roller coaster, probably that Eels game. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you've ever ridden the chainsaw at uh, uh, Dreamworld, yeah, yeah, it goes backwards. <laughs> it goes backwards, <laughs> and yeah, that's what yeah. it felt like. It's yeah. like we started going backwards again, and it was scary as all hell. Yeah, and. Um, to, to to pinpoint it and uh, know exactly where that turning point. Uh, was uh, and what it was that made us do that, I have no idea. And if I did know, I'd be a coach. Well, yeah, I'd be you would a successful be. coach yeah, as exactly. well. Yeah, exactly. I that. think it's it's a fascinating, you know, uh, it's a tough one. It's a it's a bitter pill to swallow. I think I think the make the thing that made it harder as well was you know we can't we we slipped at home a lot. Yeah, that was kind of the tough part coming into the back end of it. It seemed like the origin period didn't serve us as well. We didn't have as much, like we had more people in this year than we probably yeah. had in previous years. Which and that's what comes with management. It comes with success sometimes. Yeah. Um, for myself personally, looking back at my own career, that success gave me a chance, opportunity to make the Broncos to start mm-hmm. off with because we had so many great players. Um, but I just think that uh, those guys who played full origin series. Um, it's essentially playing three grand finals in the middle of the year. And, yeah. And some of our guys have never played finals football before mm. uh, since they've come into first grade. Uh, so they don't know how to handle that intensity, that week in, week out, tough footy. Um, you know, some of them aren't even hard men. 
I reckon if I went down to the sheds now and 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 the, all the lads took their shirts off, there'd be not very many chest hairs going around. <laughs> yeah, down there. probably not. It's quite we, a young we, we do have some boys there. That, you know, they, they're, they're to still... be fair, John Ricky does wax it off. I heard he so does. That's, that's probably yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> I think I thought he was more of a veep man because waxing hurts too <laughs> yeah, much. That's yeah. What um what happens like for an insight for a fan? Yeah. What happens now that the season ends? Like how? Because, you, you know, we've got players leaving. Um, yep. Tamari Martin's leaving, which got a fascinating story about tomorrow. We'll get into in a second from the game on the weekend. Yeah. But um, what what's the next step as a player? You you finish, the season's over, it ends where you didn't want it to end. Obviously, everyone wants to finish in the grand final. How long until you start getting told or with the coaching staff or who goes and breaks down the season? Yeah, well, you might have been grown first to start off with. Yeah. Um, and that's probably um, Mad Monday plus getting over the hangover of Mad Monday. Terrible uh, Tuesday. Plus yeah. getting over the hangover of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, throughout this week, uh, the boys will have to come in to do uh, medical assessments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also they'll sit down with Kevy and the coaching staff as well and, and do uh, an assessment of their, their own journey throughout the season, which is great. You want to know where you can improve you want to know some you you need that feedback sometimes so right. um i hope through that process they're they're really open and honest conversations with with the coach and the players um because that's the only way to get better i, I think to evolve and, and and become a better team how harsh were some of the criticisms you got back in the day oh really bad <laughs> really yeah and now i'm telling you i i one uh well, two years in a row i got most improved player so right. I, I must have been pretty bad to start off yeah, with. Yeah, they were like yeah. twice. Yeah, well, he's gotten better. Whoa, he's gotten better again. We didn't realise he was that bad. We should have probably cut him three years or, ago. Or it's a testament to just how good you became exactly, over that Exactly, exactly. You know? From that, from that construct... And you've got to look at it as constructive criticism. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, every NRL player wants to win a grand final. Uh, and we need to improve, and sometimes those tough conversations need to be had to improve. So I hope those tough conversations are happening. And you got to think about it uh, because we got knocked out so early. Uh, you fast forward uh, eight weeks' time; uh, it's November one. Back in, they're, they're back at training. Wow! Yeah. And and there'll be some uh, new recruits in there as well that we will mention. Obviously, um, we're going to have uh, a little warrior coming back over. Walsh is going to be back in the squad for next year. So yes, yes. Give me a few question marks there. But before we get into that, uh, another let's look at some positives to take away. One of the biggest things about this season was a vastly more improved side yes. than the last two years. Yep. Um, yeah, we didn't make the finals. But, geez, we were in the top four for such a long period of the year. It was a really well-behaved game. We had some people stand up. Who are a couple of players from this year's team that you think – for a mention of like big, like made big steps this year, or yeah. you thought were standouts this year. Well, one just because he's not a um, well, he's a podcast favorite of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had some DMs from other fans out there that have other favorites on the podcast. Yeah, but Gary, obviously, uh, he's, he's on one my of, list. He's one of our f- uh, favorites here on the podcast. But he was one of my favorite players this year, just to see him go about his business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he got better as the the more sore, tired, and injured he was, the better he played. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I just think he needs to play like that going forward. And and the rewards uh, have shown he's got an extension at, at the Broncos. And which that was is one great. of our goals as a podcast. Exactly. Was to get Gary back on. We were trying to get him a contract. <laughs> um. So I don't know who we hit up for the commission <laughs> yeah, on you're that. Right, yeah. You're right. Actually. Yeah. We'll have to get him on. Find out how uh, we can get our money. Yeah. Um. I I think uh, also. 
uh, Ezra Mam as well, mm-hmm. coming into first grade at such a young age, uh, came in, if you think back to the Newcastle game, pretty much got the call up the day of the game yep. uh, and played really well uh, in that game. Probably saw um, teams figure him out yeah. towards the end of the year. Um, Craig Bellamy um, sent Nelson Osofa Solomona at him all day. Now, he's a big human being. He's hard for front rolls to tackle. But, um, you know, that's that's probably something that will come up in, in Ezra's um, end-of-season assessment. He'll need to work on maybe bulking up a bit, maybe work on a bit of uh, defensive stuff. Mm. Um, Alfie Langer was probably one of the best at that. A smaller man, he, he came up with the old judo trip where he would, you know, grab you up top and stick the leg out and try and Use flip your you. momentum against you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he was another young guy that impressed me. But um, uh, everyone that kind of came on the podcast impressed me too. Oh, I, that's I, lovely. I, I really liked um, the, the mud crab, yeah. uh, Corey Jensen. Um, you know, getting to know him as well was uh, really good. And I hope uh, everyone out there listening uh, got to know some of our players as well. And producer Shad, you've been amazing. Oh, mate. thank you very yeah. much. I, yeah. For mine, I had Oatsy on my list. If I was going to write down three players... Obviously, Ezra and that as well. But I thought, obviously, Paddy Carrigan. Yeah. One of the standout players of the year. We could see how much we missed him when he was suspended. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, I mean, still, his his being mic'd up that was uh, played on one of the one of the NRL shows was phenomenal hearing, like, him talking while he's making tackles and stuff was crazy impressive. Yeah. Uh, but I also thought Capes was, did really well this year. Yeah. Coming into the side, obviously, premiership winner. You know, we, all, we, we talk about Renault and how big Rano's impact is on this side. But I was like, I think Capes had a really big impact. There was a couple of times because we did have a couple – our outside backs were an issue this year with injuries Yeah, where we had to keep slotting Capes out into the centres centers during games yeah. and he did great. So I think it was like a great year for Capes as well. So yeah, he- and what a brilliant signing by the club to get mm-hmm. him um, uh, to Brisbane to, to play for us. And um, he was he was brilliant. And, and the hard thing is, um, you know, he, was, he wasn't seen as a marquee signing. But he did a lot of things in the game that really helped out our team. And probably, to be honest, a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't see out there on the field as well. Mm. Uh, now, look, we've got to look towards the future. A quick mention of the future of the Broncos. I the children are the future. What do, you, what do you want to see next year? That's my question. What do you want to see next year? And also, who is going to be playing fullback next year? Ooh, <laughs> That's my other big question. Two tough questions right because there. Because we did see Cobbo get a run at fullback for a bit when Tamari Martin went off with what many people may not know or are starting to find out this week was a collapsed lung. Yeah. Uh, is what Tamari Martin suffered in the game against St. George and was driven back to Brisbane um, by yeah. Walter. Because so he couldn't fly. He couldn't fly with the, with the lung injury, which is phenomenal. Well, it shows first and foremost how tough he is yeah. to, to come back to rugby league after a brain injury mm-hmm. uh, and then to have a collapsed lung. And I reckon he, he played on for a little bit he did, yeah. with it as well. Because yeah. I, can, I, can, I, I think I can remember the moment he got the ball just out of uh, the, the goal line. It was, a, it was a sneaky little kick that was put in by St. George and he got a bit of a whack in the ribs for it. And uh, he played on for a little bit longer before he got taken off the field. So um, we, we did see someone uh, fill in that fullback position for Tep Mare. Oh, there you go. Um, nice. Very nice. We learned that on the podcast. He is going to be a player that we will miss next year. I think um, he was brilliant for us, a fullback. Um but yeah, I, I'm I'm really unsure. You got Walsh, who's uh, played fullback in the NRL uh, for the Warriors, um, pretty handy at the back there too. It, it's a it's a great headache to have. Um, Selwyn's shown us how good he is on the wing. 
Um, maybe he stays out there and, and Reese Walsh gets first crack. Um, you can't forget we got Tessie New as well, mm-hmm. who's uh, uh, played a, a lot of fullback for the Broncos as well. So um, there's three players. Uh, we have to figure out if, if Kevy can juggle. Um, and, and, and a focus for next year, I think, um, personally, um, we can probably take a leaf out of um, uh, out of the or a page out of the book from the Cowboys. They went away and worked on their defence this year, and I think they were absolutely uh, brilliant in that area. Uh, and I think that's probably something that really failed us towards the end of the year. As we leaked a lot of points, so I think we need a defensive mindset with the players we have. We can attack all day. You've got a Katoni Staggs who's a game breaker. You've got a Selwyn Cobbo who can make a break off a kick return, or you you know you kick over to him. Gary who you know does his big long runs. Um, Herbie Farnsworth will be back uh, fighting fit next year after his injury. He was a player that we really missed this year for a huge chunk of the season. I think if we get our defensive mindset right and the stats show, it's always the top two. Um, defensive teams that will play in the grand final, usually the top defensive team that wins it. So uh, defense is key for us next year, big time. Now, Sam, the season isn't over for the Broncos, though, because our NRLW side chalked up their first victory of the season on the weekend against the Titans. The attack looked unreal. Yes. Very good. Finally coming together. And for those that were probably wondering, you know, where's this Broncos side been? Dropping too early in the year. You've got to remember, just like other years, yeah, but a little bit different this time around, is we've lost a lot of key marquee players when you think about it. I mean, the Knights are boasting two marquee players that were Broncos yeah. players. You've got the Eels doing this out. You've got a lot of teams that have come and, you know, gotten from the nursery of the Broncos, as, as Ali came on the podcast a few weeks ago to mention. Yeah, so the first two games, we played Newcastle, and you just mentioned mm. uh, Millie Boyle, Tamika Upton, uh, the huge, huge signings uh, for uh, that Newcastle team. And then game two, we played the Roosters, defending premiers. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to show up. And it, that was a special game. It was a standalone game at Suncorp Stadium on a Saturday afternoon. Now, that is super, super special. Some of those girls hadn't played at Suncorp Stadium since 2017. Yeah. Um, such a long time since they played there. So that was a huge occasion. And whether that overawed some of our young girls that we have in our uh, NRLW team now uh, might have played a factor. But uh, the wheels are back on now. Uh, they hit their straps on the weekend. Uh, hopefully, they continue to build over the next couple of weeks because we'd love to see them play finals footy again. And uh, I can see that team. If they get in the finals, they can do something special. Um, I, I know, uh, led, led by Ali, Ali will want to make sure that she can win a premiership this year just in case. We mentioned mm. this when we had her on the podcast. She said she's not feeling it, mate. She's, she's not, not I feeling know, I know. She's sticking on board. But I'm not, she could do the Cam Smith. <laughs> Cam Smith, he played that grand final. He won it. He didn't say anything for a long time and then finally announced his retirement. Wow, so. I don't like your chances. I think she's going to keep going for a while. Now, we uh, do have a task ahead of us, though, uh, this weekend, Saturday, going to uh, going to Amy Park in Melbourne to play St. George. Yes. It's a weird little matchup there, obviously because it lines up with the finals that are taking place uh, in the men's side of the competition. But that'll be a classic third v. fourth. Broncos sitting fourth at the moment on the ladder uh, up against the Dragons. So trying to take some of that momentum from the Titans game. Uh, through into the St. George game as well. Definitely you- a game. That's definitely a game we can win. And I absolutely love Amy Park. It's one of the really? like 
it's almost a perfect rectangular field uh, stadium to watch rugby league. So uh, if we do have any uh, Broncos fans down there in Melbourne, please go down and support our girls. Yeah. Wear your jerseys. I want to see you on the TV with your Broncos jersey in the crowd. And when people question you why you've got a Broncos jersey on at a at a uh, Raiders storm game, mm. it's because you're there to support the NRLW. Oh, yeah. And uh, obviously the Dragons are coming off at getting absolutely handed to them by the Roosters. They're coming off a big loss. We're coming off a great win. Hope you uh, hopefully Jamie Chapman can score another hat-trick because that yeah. was very nice to watch against the Titans. So yes. Down at Amy Park, that'll be on this weekend. Well, Producer Shad, just in case we're not back next week, who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, we'll just keep on, like I said, continuing the podcast until they uh, until they pull the plug. Until they kick us out of the building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in saying that, we have moved off site. Yeah, that's very <laughs> Just in case. Um, but uh, thank you very much. That is the podcast. We'll be back next week to talk all things NRW, uh, any other little news and uh, bits that we hear out of the club. Um, I might even try and have a chat to uh, Kevy and see how some of the, uh, the end-of-season assessments went, uh, how those discussions went. We'll see if he wants to come on. We'll, we'll give him that opportunity. Uh, we can always, we can only offer. 